Hello, everybody. Welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to our match reaction show. It's finished. Liverpool 7, Manchester United nil. Who predicted that? Be honest, who predicted that? Nobody did. I'm pretty sure nobody did. Not even the most optimistic of Liverpool fans predicted that. I thought United were going to lose today. I felt United were going to lose today. I, I just felt like Anfield is a step too far. And for all the good form that United have shown this season, they haven't beaten Manchester City away. They haven't beaten Arsenal away. They haven't beaten Chelsea away. So their away form hasn't really been that good. So I thought United were going to lose today. And I did feel like United were due a loss. Um, and that they were, and I felt like you know I thought today would be a good day to get that loss um, you know in a way out of the way because they they were going to do for a defeat and getting it out of the way today in a game which they always lose anyway was probably the best way to kind of get that out seven nil is is just it, it's too it's 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 bad it is I mean that's you know that's the the kindest way to describe it is that it's bad um it is a bad defeat it's a defeat that's going to have a lot of consequences I feel um for the season but what did I say after the Everton game that Liverpool played they won three nil I said Liverpool are back I said they look good again they look they look sharp they look like they found their mojo and every and a lot of people laughed. A lot of people laughed. They said, "Oh, you know, the relegation. They beat relegation contenders." It wasn't the result. It wasn't the win. It was how they played the game that they played. They looked like the Liverpool of old, and that is what I said. And and aside from that Madrid aberration, they've actually been pretty good. Ten points from the last four games have not been bad. Um, you know, the Crystal Palace game was 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 you know yeah okay they got a draw there and they weren't that good. But you could put that down to a Madrid hangover. But otherwise, they've been very good since that Everton game. They've been pretty good. And um, you know that it, they were due. You know the lots of things. It, and it's one of those games. And I will say this: before I talked about Liverpool's performance. I think today was one of those games. You know where you, as a player, everything goes right for you, and conversely, everything goes wrong for you. So from a Liverpool perspective, everything went right. Uh, everything went right. Literally everything went their way. The referee was on their side. Um, you know the the, fifth, the you know the ball bounced the way that the ball bounced. It was bouncing. You know metaphorically. Um, it, a lot of the breaks went Liverpool's way. Um, you know, a lot of the passes that Liverpool attempted came off. And conversely, for United, everything went bad. Their big players, they all played badly today. Um, a lot of the breaks, you know, for the goals. And we'll, that's it, a few, because after the fourth one, I just stopped paying attention. But, uh, you know, a lot of the breaks, were, you know, a lot of the passes went astray. They went straight to Liverpool players. A lot of the deflections went to Liverpool players. That happens, right? And then those things matter as well. It's one of those things. I think I think United have been a bit lucky in a lot of the games that they've won. I think the Leicester one was a lot. There was a lot of good fortune that Leicester win. There was a lot of good fortune in that two-two draw with Barcelona. Maybe some would say even the two-one win and the two-nil win over Newcastle and Barcelona. They were also probably a bit lucky. The West Ham game as well was a lot of luck. And so maybe all that luck that they had ca- they had captured, the karma had to come back. And today was karma for everything. They were like, oh great, Ten Hag, we've given you all of these great things. Today we collected all back, and they collected it all back. Um, but those goals, but I mean, the first goal is, is a bad goal to consider. It came off after a bit of uh, United pressure, um, and uh, basically, you know that, that. I mean, there's a lot of people questioning a lot of people at fault. I don't think Dalo was at fault because you know he's he's first of all he's playing as an inverted fullback. So if you're playing as an inverted fullback. You're going to be coming infield. And I think he picked Robertson. The problem was, one, of course, Anthony didn't track back and didn't track Gakpo. Gakpo was the free. But I feel Baran was a little bit too eager to get, you know, if he had held his position right, when he gives his position away, you see that he just moves a little bit. Once he gives his position away, that's where Gakpo has a shot. If he holds his position, if he gets in the right position, and it's difficult because he's running backwards, it's difficult, I understand that. But if he had held his position right, that goal doesn't happen. But because he pulled that because he pulled out, it gave Gakpo a shot and he went and he scored. It's still a very good finish, though, by the way. Absolutely wonderful. It's 1-0. Um, and after halftime, you think, okay, well, Ten Hag really applied the magic touch or whatever. But you know what? There's something as well. United have been playing badly in the first 50 minutes of second half for a long time as well. They haven't, they haven't always been punished for it. But today they got punished for it. They got punished badly today for it. The second goal, I mean, 
I will say that the second goal is one of those where it's a lot of good fortune for Liverpool. When I talk about everything going right and going wrong, that's one of those positions because Shaw gives the ball away. Um, you know, and Casemiro almost wins it back. In any other in any other world, he actually wins it, but he doesn't win it here. Moran hit it is Moran and deflects of Moran as well. Again, in another another universe, Moran clears it, but it, it you know it breaks off him. And maybe if it breaks or it deflects off him, maybe it falls to United player, but here it falls to a Liverpool player. And and then again, the short deflection. And if Shaw had the irony is again, if Shaw hadn't deflected that, they actually collects it. But because of that deflection, it falls to uh, to Elliot, and he puts a wonderful cross in. And then from there, it's it's a, it's a goal. It's two nil. Um, and I just felt that two nil. I think United lost their heads. They lost their heads. Um, and, and then it became three nil very quickly. Bruno again losing the ball of all players. Bruno losing the ball, and it's a counter. That's the kind of goal they scored again against Everton as well. Um, and they did that here, super fast counter. Just ran through the defense and uh, Martinez of all players again. Martinez getting dummy. Does that happen? How often does that happen? He just slipped and he fell. And Salah had a clear cut pass to put to Gakpo and he puts it in three nil. Uh, and then it becomes four nil. Um, and at this point, I said stop giving that four nil again. You know, just four nil, five nil, six and seven. Again, the 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 fifth goal as well. The Salah goal. I mean, no, the fourth goal was the Salah one, right? Yeah, the fourth goal was the Salah one. That again, there was a deflection that actually falls for for Salah and he scores. So definitely, there was a lot of help. Um, from United, like I said, it's one of those games where, and and I'm and I am being a little bit kind here to Manchester United. There was a bad game. They played a very bad game today. I mean, there's you can't take that away from them. They had a really bad game. But what I'm saying is that there was a lot of help for Liverpool. It was one of those games where Liverpool. I think the bad luck that they've had probably the start of the season. Um, you know that uh, they, again, Karma said, right, we've we've done a lot of things wrong for you. So here you go. Now here's your return receipt. Here you go. Enjoy yourself today and make yourself merry. And they got seven goals today. Um, Robert De Firmino scoring right at the end. There's a nice story for him. He's leaving the club at the end of the season, but uh, probably you know, but he'll say, right, I've got a goal here for Anfield. Um, a nice moment for him. Uh, probably would have meant more if it was maybe two nil or three nil or seven nil. But nonetheless, I'm sure I'm sure Liverpool fans will enjoy. Um, I think a quick. quick Key points now because I mean we talked about the result, but I think Tena got it wrong. Vital Sal said Tena got it wrong because you've got Trent Alexander Arnold, who's a wonderful fullback going forward, but he's absolutely you know very bad defending. Today he had a good game defending as well, which you know the bizarre word, right? But he's not very good defending. You put Rashford on the left wing. Why? Why would you? Why would you put Bruno on the left wing? Bruno is not going to track back as well. So you're giving. Trent Alexander Arnold the license to go forward anyway. Uh, you know, you're giving him the license to say, right, you do what you're good at, but don't worry about what you're bad at because you know the person that we've got behind you is not very fast anyway. He's not going to take advantage. You play Rashford there. Um, just I, I think he got that wrong. Rashford or Garnacho, which brings me to the point about Weghorst. If you're going to play Marcus Rashford as a striker. There is no reason to play Wout Weghorst and there's no reason to play Bruno on the wing. The only reason, the only time Bruno should be playing on the wing is if you're playing Sabitzer, Fred and Casimiro together because you want to protect that midfield. Otherwise, playing Bruno on the wing and playing Weghorst as a number 10 is a waste. It's an absolute waste. And I hope Ten Hag realizes that and I hope he stops that. If you're going to play Weghorst, play him as a striker. If you're going to play Rashford as a... The only reason you play Weghorst as a striker is because you want to play Rashford on the left wing where he's most effective. If you're going to play Rashford as a striker anyway... There's no point playing Vegas. Vegas is just redundant. He doesn't really offer anything that Bruno doesn't. Uh, my point is, I could understand when Anthony was unavailable because you needed somebody to play on the right wing and there's nobody to play on that right wing. But you've got Anthony playing on the right wing now anyway. He was your first choice. You might as well not not need Vegas. So I thought that was that was a mistake. And that, I think, is where the game did, did get lost a lot because um, immediately Vegas... He doesn't offer much going forward. So you are immediately losing that attack. You lose Bruno at number 10, which I think... As I've said so many times, his work rate off the ball in that midfield is so underrated. He provides so much support to, uh, you know, when Eriksen was playing, he was putting a lot of support to him. I think he also helps Fred out a lot. You lose that again and you're playing him on the wing where he's not that effective anyway and you and you give 
Trent Alexander-Arnold the license to go forward. So I felt that was a tactical error from, from Ten Hag. Um, from Liverpool's point of view, I feel the demise has been a lot, lot exaggerated. I, you know, Liverpool always have this. They have one season bad, then they have the next season, the season great. I mean, they just had a lot of injuries. Now that you see Konate back, you see Van Dyke also doing really well. I mean, Van Dyke and Konate work really well together. So, you know, they just had a lot of injuries. Now that they're getting players back from injuries, you're seeing, you're seeing the team that they are. And remember, Luis Diaz is there to come back as well. So, I mean, they've got a brilliant forward line, though, whatever else you might say. They've got a brilliant forward line. Nunes looks good. Kakpo has looked good. I mean, there was criticism of him because he was trying to take time to settle in. But now he's he's fantastic, right? Because he's had a few games to settle in. He's looking like the player that, that he was at the World Cup and the player that, you know, a lot of teams are interested in. Um, They've got a fantastic forward line. I think Liverpool will be title challengers next season. I, I believe that. They get a, get a midfielder or two in. And believe that, and believe you me, they, they might actually win it. They might actually win it next year. Get, get a proper midfielder, one or two midfielders. They don't need a lot. One or two midfielders, maybe another defender, just to have a little bit of, you know, just to have, you know, more squad depth with Van Dyke and, and uh, Konati. You get one more in. That's it. Liverpool will be title challengers next. Could uh, win, will be title challengers next season for sure. Um, and will be favorites to win the title. For Manchester United, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's just there's, um, but that's that's I'll come to Manchester United, but Liverpool, um, I, I and I do feel that they will be, they will get in the top four this season. They definitely will. That's that's out of the question. Who 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 gets out is the question. Liverpool will be in there because I mean Spurs are falling away, Newcastle are falling away, and then that brings you to Manchester United. Now, United, I mean the fact that anybody thought they were title challengers it seems laughable after this game. Uh, you know I never felt that they were in a title challenge anyway, uh, and the reason for that is because I know these kind of results are just around the corner. And what I did feel today, I think, I think this team lost its head. You know, after that fourth goal, after the third goal, I think just lost. They collectively lost their head. Anfield does that to players. I've seen it. I've seen it happen to Vidic. I've seen it happen to other players. It happens. They they let they let the occasion get to them, and that is something they will need to learn from. Do I feel that? I mean, they're still in a good position to finish top four. We've got to forget about the title. United are now back in the top four uh, conversation. Yes, they've got seven points on Liverpool. Yes, Newcastle and Spurs are struggling. But all it takes is United, United at the moment, I think, are they mentally tired? I mean, that's a physically tired, physical tiredness is a different thing. Mental tiredness is, is another. Because keep in mind, they've been playing a lot of big games. And it's big game after big game after big game after big game. And it's it's hard to always stay switched on. I hope this is a one-off. And I think the Petis game will tell, tell us a lot about where United are. Because I don't want to jump to conclusions. It's just one game, right? So I don't want to say United are definitely not going to finish in top four. I do feel that top four is not secured yet. And anybody who thinks that is is deluding themselves. Then it's not secure. It's not over until it's over. So it's not done yet. But I do, I'm not going to say that they're not going to finish in top four. What I'm going to say is that Petit's game is going to be important because if they lose that one, it's at Old Trafford as well. If they lose that one, then I think the season has the potential to unravel. It could all unravel very, very quickly after that because this team, you know, the you know, we talk about mentality, and I thought you know Casemiro has has you know strong is strong mentally, Varane is strong mentally, Martinez is strong mentally. What we saw today is those players are not that strong mentally. They can they can also let have the occasion get to them. They can they can have that. Um, but of course, big game mentality is not about losing because teams lose and sometimes teams get hammered. That also happens. But matters is how you respond to that. It is always about how you respond to setbacks, not how you did, not how, not whether you get setbacks. And this is a massive, massive setback. And I think we will know against Betis if this team has it in, in to, to bounce back. Um, but but again, I, I I honestly, I mean, again, people are talking about next season being title favors. I don't see this team being title contenders next season either. To be perfectly honest, I don't. It will need a lot of additions. There's still a lot of positions that need to be filled. I just don't know whether United are going to fill them. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll see what happens. I feel like a few heads will roll for the game against Betis. I, I do expect, I expect uh, at least three or four changes for that team. And not because of resting, but I feel like a few players need to be dropped. 
uh, to make a statement. I think Vegas definitely will be dropped. I think Anthony might be dropped as well. Um, Luke Shaw might be dropped as well. He was a disgrace, by the way. Luke Shaw was a disgrace in that second half. The way he was playing, I mean, he just completely lost his head. He looked like he wanted to be anywhere. Like on that field, all he wanted to do was pick a fight. I think he just wanted to pick a fight to get sent off and kind of do something. But he was just looking. So as a seventh goal as well, such a lazy flick from Luke Shaw, that seventh goal. I, You know, the other goals, I, you know, they, they gave a lot of goals away from the left side anyway. But that, that seventh goal is such a lazy flick. It just, if, you know, he needs to be dropped. I think he needs to be dropped. I think Dalo needs to be dropped as will be dropped as well. And I expect, you know, Sabitza to come in, which I'm surprised Sabitza didn't come in, that McTominay came in before him. But I expect Sabitza should come in for one of Fred or Casemiro. So probably Fred. But yeah, there's going to be changes. There's going to be changes for that for that game against Betis. There has to be, because there needs to be consequences for that kind of performance. It is not the end of the world. It is, you know, you take that, like I said, you take it into isolation. It's, it's a day when everything went wrong for United. This, you, you put all of that aside. But the fact is that has happened and there has to be consequences for that kind of performance. You can't expect that. That you can't, you can't uh what do you call it? Um accept that kind of level of performance that they put in. The, the game, it, it's one thing to lose, it's another thing to lose the way Manchester United United did, particularly after the third goal. It just looked like they stopped trying. They just didn't care. They just stopped trying. They were trying to um, you know, they were just trying to pick fights, basically. And and that's that's not acceptable. Um right, anyway. Um one of the, the thing about this kind of losses is they don't hurt. They don't hurt. Personally, they don't hurt me. No, it hurts me more when you lose a game 3-2. The Arsenal one hurt more because they lost right at the end, 3-2. And this one doesn't hurt that much because you're like, well, you know, 7-0, it's a, it's a freakish result. You know, if 7-0s don't happen every day, if they happen every day, then there will be a problem. But they don't happen every day. So it's one of those days, like I said, where just, you know, it is it it it, it is a one-off. What, what, what United now got to ensure is that it is actually a one-off and they don't repeat this kind of performance again for the rest of the season. But you know what? They needed to kick up their ass as well. I think that a few players, you know, there was a bit of, uh, there was a quite a few things that were being talked in the media. A lot of players were kind of getting a little bit, I felt there was complacency in the West Ham game as well. I think the same happened here as well. I think they needed to kick up their asses, everybody, even the manager. Ten Hag needed it as well. He's been thinking, he's probably thought of himself too much as a tactical genius and he did what, and he put the team out that he put today. I think he got a lot wrong. Um, so you know things like that. Everybody, everybody needs that. And you know, again, we could look on this on this loss as a positive at the end of the season. If at the end of the season United finished top four and they won an FA Cup or they won the Europa League, we might look back at this game and go, "That loss was an important was an important step in that journey." Um, but if they, you know, but if they don't, then you might very well look at this and say, "This was when it all unraveled. This was the moment when United was shown their true level." But we'll, we'll know. We'll know at the end of the season. Anyway, smash a like for Liverpool. Fantastic performance. Man to match, they gave it to Salah. I'll give it to I'll give it to Gakpo. And I'll give it to Gakpo because I think without that first and third goal, that game doesn't unravel. Until that first goal came, Liverpool were looking a little bit shaky. Then he, he settled them. Then that third goal killed the game. That third goal killed the game. So for me, I mean, you know, Salah got a couple. Nunes got a couple. But those were like, you know, they were not goals that decide the game. Those first two goals from Gakpo. And first and third goal, but the first two goals for him. They um this decided the game. And so for me, Gakpo is my man of the match. Um, I said you're going to put Dutch nightmare in, in the title. I had I, I had a few title changes that I had to keep doing because you know they're scoring goals so fast, like, oh my god, oh my god, what do I change? And then and then I was like, Don't score in eighth, please, because I can't change this title. This is the title, seventh heaven for Liverpool. It's got to be that. Please do not change, do not score in eighth, otherwise I'll have to come up with something else. Uh, but anyway, congratulations to Liverpool fans. Smash a like if you enjoyed this video, by the way. Smash a like for Liverpool. Uh, do share your comments on the game, of course. So let me know what you thought about it. Uh, what do you think needs to happen going forward? Where can Liverpool finish? Can they finish third this season? That's the question, isn't it? Can they finish third this season? Only seven points on Manchester United. You know, we talked about Liverpool Man United being in a title challenge because they were seven, eight points off of Arsenal at one point. 
why can't Liverpool be in the conversation for that? Let me know in the comments, of course. Um, yeah, and uh, do subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We appreciate the support. We've got one more game coming up. Betis are playing Real Madrid. I'm going to watch Betis now and I'm going to freak out if Betis win. Because I, I, you know, I, I don't know what more to think. But anyway, uh, do stay, stay tuned for the reaction for that one as well. Take care. We'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.